everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share The Void with someone who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and drop them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch, I love that jersey. Yeah. Derek Thomas, away, Thomas. away jersey. Away jersey. Yeah. Where'd you get that? Thrift shop. <laughs> How much was it? Thrift shop? This one was... You're like six bucks for that thing? No, no. The thrift shop knows what they got. Is it an officially licensed Derek Thomas jersey? It is. It is. Uh, I think I paid like 40 bucks for this at the thrift shop. Damn. I paid $70 for the starter coat at the thrift shop. We talked about that before. Yeah. So, I don't think I would have bought the starter coat. Oh, heck yeah. I mean... I, 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 let's be honest. The old, the, half the reason I bought it is because my dad's got one. So now we can go like matchy matchy to the games. You guys could be two nerds in a pod. Yeah. For those that don't know, Mitch's dad is awesome. It's a starter pullover. It's not even a zip up. He's a bit of a nerd. He's a bit of a nerd. Him and Mitch are the exact same. He's got glasses that magnetically (laughs) clip in the middle. That's just because he's old. He's totally a nerd. (laughs) Old Vic. Oh my God. Ah. We're going we're gonna to get into this Chiefs game a little bit later in this show. I was so fucking mad at my TV last night. Yeah, so for those that are listening, we're oh recording this on Tuesday, so October mad. 11th. And last night, the Chiefs had a home football game hosting the Raiders on Monday Night Football. So uh, we're going to talk a lot about that here later we're on. We're not going to talk a lot, but we'll talk about it a little bit. But uh, What do you want to talk about first? First. You want to talk about your week? How's your week going? First two days? It's only been two days. Yeah. Work Monday, stay out till midnight on Monday night football. Well, it, Monday's a short day because we got to, you know, we got to we got to make sure we're ready to tailgate. Yeah, Casey tailgates hard, so you got to get out early and. It's not hard. It's fun. Well, yeah, they tailgate long and they tailgate hard. So like, yeah. it's game not starts Buffalo, at seven. It's not Buffalo Bills hard. It's not Bills. Well, we're not Mafia. breaking tables. Well, we're not drinking beer at. Next week we'll be breaking tables with the Bills Mafia. <laughs> yeah, it could be dangerous out there. Yeah, it's fun. Oh man, it's, it's too much for me. Yeah. I can't tell if it's my old age or I just. I mean, I like to watch replays and yell at the TV, hit pause when I got to take a leak. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's not like the old school Chiefs Stadium when they had the troughs in the men's bathroom. They still do. Do they? The one by my seats, they do. Like you could pack ten dudes in there, so it took yeah, yeah, like yeah. three seconds to take a leak. And what's funny is the farther in the game, the farther away the guys stand from it. It's like a. Well, it's back like, pressure. Well, it's it's like a bunch of kindergartners there seeing who's got the longest yeah shot you know so. i like to go in there and yell measure you for 20 yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just tell everybody the water in the trough's really cold and deep <laughs> oh my god so we so. got three topics today topic one we're going to talk about how to stay motivated after seeing some success that's my problem are you are you listening off the yeah topics? i'm gonna i'm gonna read them all oh, well, so fine. topic one is how to stay motivated topic two is we're going to talk about uh, some of the things that happen at the game and how they can correlate to business. Um, then we're going to spend a little bit of time on discussing the revelations that came out with PayPal 
this week. And finally, we're going to talk about how... Four topics today. Okay. Yeah. All right. Finally, we're going to talk about what's going on in the world and how a lot of people seem to give no fucks. Give zero fucks. Yep. I give no fucks. So... Topic one, staying motivated after seeing some success. I Look, I brought this up yep. because for me, it's a problem. Right. Like, I just, so I'm 41, right? Right. Janine and I have done everything right. We're on the right track. Yep. And then some days, I'm out there busting my ass, and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing out here? Right. Why don't I just, like, literally, I think we could sell our house. Both of us, she could get a stay-at-home work from home job. I could go work at Bass Pro Shop, get my 40% discount on XPS products, have insurance and have a super cake job and basically be semi-retired. Right. But I mean, I mean, what keeps me from doing that? I think about it all the time, man. Yeah. And I don't I don't know like I obviously keep going, right? But literally, the older I get, the more I think, man, why the fuck am I even doing this? Right. I mean, do I care that much about money? No. Like some guys, that's just, you know, their number one goal is I'm going to get as far ahead as I can, no matter the cost. Right. And it's like, it, that's what drives them. Like, that doesn't drive me personally. Right, right. So I don't, I mean, I don't know why I keep going. I don't know what's keeping me going. But the question, the older I get, is just like, the question's louder. Yeah. Every day when I'm, I've been shoveling gravel for three hours or I've just hung 300 foot of duck work and I've been wearing a tool belt for four days. I'm like, why the fuck am I even doing this? Right. Right. So what do I do? I mean, why am I doing it? Well, why do people do it? For me, I think it's a little bit different for everybody, but we talked about this formula on one of our prior shows. Did we? Um, <laughs> the key to happiness, ultimately what you're talking about is happiness. I think. Right, like you're trying to figure out how do I stay happy through my financial journey. You're you're nearing that point where you could almost be on autopilot. Almost. But how do you stay happy? Well, now wait a second. What do you mean? So, like for me, what would be happy is to work at the Bass Pro. Would it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It would. So, I mean. Like I said, it's the older I get, obviously, you know, nobody can work in construction forever. Right. You just can't do it. You know, and lots of people, like guys I talk to and I ask this question to, they say, well, just, you know, get guys that work underneath you and, you know, be management. Right. Or turn your, you know, business into um, where you're just running your business. And, well, fucking, I don't want to do that either. Right, right. That's a he- that is more of a headache to me than doing the hard work. Yeah. Dealing with dipshits all the time. Right. That drives me... Like, Mitch has a knack for it. He's calm. He's cool. He's collected. Doesn't bother him too. I want to choke them guys to death. Yeah. Yeah. So that is not... I mean, that's worse. That would be worse for me. Yeah. You like keeping it small and simple. Yeah. Yeah. So the the formula that we talked about on the prior show, we were, it, was a, it was a show about mental illness um, and mental health. Um, hey, Austin, can you look up what episode number that might be? Mm-hmm. He's doing it right um, now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, the uh, I think the episode is actually called Mental Health, so you should be able to just scroll through our episodes and find out which number that is. Um, but we talk about a formula in that episode that is discipline plus purpose plus gratitude equals happiness. And 
ultimately, no matter where you're at in your financial journey, if you're not happy, what the fuck's the point, right? If you're starting at the bottom of the mountain and you're trying to start your business, if you're not happy, what's the point? If you're selling your business out and you're getting ready to get a big old multi-million dollar payday because you did it and you made it and you're selling your business off and you're, you're getting paid. Episode 35. Episode 35. That was a long time ago. That was a while ago. Yeah. Damn. Um, this episode's just clicking off, man. Yeah. Um, it was four months ago. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The, um, uh, you know, if you're on the other end and you're selling your business off and you're getting ready to get paid, if you're not happy, what the hell's the point? Right. And a lot of people, shallow minded people will be like, well, yeah, if you pay me millions of dollars, how could I not be happy? Uh, trust me. That's why people leave the NFL and, and, you know, get put in jail and get bankrupt. And that's why people that win the lottery go bankrupt and everything else is because all it's not because they're foolish with money or anything else. I mean, that's part of it, but ultimately it's because they're not happy. If you win a million dollars, you're going to be instantly thinking about, well, if I had two million, then I'd be able to. Do I don't buy that for one second. <laughs> now, yeah, I don't. if I had a million bucks, I mean, I would pay off my house. I think we've talked about this before too. I'd pay off my house and the rest, I would buy some rentals and at least one of us, either me or my wife could quit working at that right. point. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like I mean, those inv- and I wouldn't be trying to get to two. I'd just be trying to get to the place where you're comfortable and don't have to kill yourself all the time. Like I don't have a problem working, mm-hmm. but it's like eventually, eventually you can't do what you've always done when you work in our business. You yeah, know what I, I mean? Yeah, I mean eventually you, you just, just get too worn out to do it. Yeah, you just can't do it forever. But – that's what's cool about this formula is it applies no matter what business you do. It applies no matter what career you're in. It applies no matter what stage of life you're in. Discipline plus purpose plus gratitude equals happiness. Discipline, having the ability to go in and do the shit every day whether you want to or not. And the days that you want to do it don't count. It's the days that you don't want to do it and you stick to it anyway and you do it anyway. Those are the days that make all the difference in the that world. That means you have personal discipline. Right. And if okay. you start losing discipline, yeah, then you're going to start losing happiness. I heard somewhere there was like kind of another way to look at it. There was like kind of four things to be happy. There was like basically just like family relationships. Then you have like health, like physical health. You have physical like money stuff. And then you have like some sort of religious purpose kind of thing, like having those four things. Yeah, I mean, those are those are like areas of happiness, but ultimately, even this would apply to each individual one of those areas, right? The discipline to go to church every day, the, the purpose, why you're going to church every week, uh, gratitude, being thankful for what you're learning in church. That's mm-hmm. going to make you happy in church, right? If you're just going through the motions and pulling your ass out of bed every Sunday— and you're sitting in the pews, and you're not connected, and you're not tuned in, no, then was, you don't have the discipline, and you, you're lacking purpose, and you're definitely not grateful for your, that you're there, so you're going to have a very unhappy experience with church. I, I should have phrased so. it differently. It was more of like a balance of those things. So it's like if you have, if you come into a ton of money, and you don't, if you don't take care of yourself, or you're not, if you're not in sort of some sort of like purpose, religious sort of thing, or if right. you're, if, or if you're like not manage your money well, but it kind of it's like a balance of those things together. Yeah, I think what you would find is a lot of people, um, a lot of people that would claim that they're really happy in life, they may not have all four of those pillars, mm-hmm. but they definitely have discipline, gratitude, and purpose. Um, and the discipline and gratitude and purpose apply to those pillars, right? So, I guess like, my problem is 
purpose. Right. Like I'm running That's out of That's the number one thing for everybody. Yeah. Uh, the sneaky one is gratitude. You, I, I literally take at nine thirty every night. We've been recording a pod. I have an alarm that that's set to bypass all silencing things on my phone and everything. And we've been recording a podcast where my alarm went off in the middle of the show at nine thirty, and everything else is silenced. But that alarm will always go off. And at nine thirty at night, I have a thing that I do on my phone where I literally write down like lessons I learned for the day, um, who I. Uh, who I worked for today. Like, did I work for myself or did I work for my customers or did I work for Austin or, you know, whatever, like who I worked with that day. Um, five things that I'm grateful for that day. Like I, I literally, it sounds dweeby as shit, but I literally write this stuff down every day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, because it's a, it's a moment to force me to pause and reflect literally at the end of every single day on five things I'm grateful for. And it makes you, it it takes discipline to do that. But it also, it, as you're answering all of those types of questions, it brings it back to your purpose. Like, what am I doing? Why have I spent the last week working for myself only and not anybody else? Like that's not helping anybody. I need to be working for my team more. I need to be working for my customers more, my wife or, you know, whatever. So, um, in your case, I would say it's probably purpose. Yeah, that's why I brought. I completely interrupted you because yeah. it like kind of hit me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like it's obvious. It's obviously purpose. Well, you've got the discipline, right? You're trudging through it. You're doing oh, all yeah. that stuff, right? I've been doing that for twenty years. Yeah, that's so. The discipline's not the problem. Make I sure, have the discipline to do it. Make sure you're not losing out on the sneaky one of gratitude. So, and and you're you're like the classic case of the person who I would say, like I'm grateful for what. Like every day I know, and I mean, I literally probably think about it every couple of days. Man, I'm grateful for this house. Right. I'm grateful for the fact that we were, when we were young, we were putting money in for our retirement. Well, in, in some days, like I've had an absolute shit day some days and I still got to write down five things I'm grateful for. And it's like, holy shit. Well, what it does is it forces you to pause and realize that I got a whole lot to be grateful for. I got a freaking house. Some people don't have that. Yeah. I got a car that hasn't given me trouble in four or five months. Some people don't have that, right? Like, my kids made it home from school today and had good days. I got to kiss both my kids before they went to bed. Like, you know, things like, like, yeah. on the shittiest of days, you can still find the weirdest, I don't want to say the weirdest, but the, the, the things that almost fly under the radar all the time. So, um, the gratitude one is huge, uh, being able to relinquish it back to gratitude, but then also um, purpose. And I think that's why a lot of people, when they retire, you, you'll see people that like retire millionaires and they start foundations and they start charitable things or they start volunteering or they just a whole go lot. back to work. Or they go back to work. They, yeah. they have to find a purpose. They have to find yeah. some reason to... And, it, and it, it's not like life's that frail where you're like trying to find some reason to stay alive every day. It's not that at all. No. It's, it's some, you know, if... if like, you have to feel like you're wanted, you're needed, and like you're contributing yeah. to society. So like for me, being in a service-based business, right? Like when I retire, I will probably open up some kind of nonprofit something, and it will be service-based. I'll find a way to serve in some way just because that's that's what my life's kind of been built around, right? So that 
that I don't I have no clue what that'll be, but that's I can imagine that's where I would go, right? Yeah. Um I've got a, a neighbor a couple of doors up the street that's retired and they spent their career in fundraising. And so now that they're retired, they actually got a fundraising job at a nonprofit and they fundraise for the nonprofit. Like so they still found a way to do their task and, and have purpose, but yet they're not doing it for an income, they're doing it just because of its purpose and it, it provides them a sense of gratitude. So I would say purpose and gratitude are probably purpose. Purpose. Mm. Yeah. And it's one thing like you're you're the classic case. Like you have tons of stuff to be grateful for. You're never not grateful. Like my uh, but like my house isn't paid off. So I still am purposely like going to work to, you know, get to that point, but it's like Man, I could just sell this son of a bitch yeah. and just be done. Yeah. The you know? the ones that are like you that are generally happy and generally grateful for everything, it's still a game changer to take the time out every day and literally write down five things you're grateful for. You know what I'm grateful for? Every day when Mitch's alarm goes off at 930, I'm fucking sleeping. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm grateful for. Thank God. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm tonight, when, we, when I get home, I'm going to be out. Yeah. It takes me a long time to go to sleep after Chiefs games. Yeah. Because I was literally yelling at the TV oh, yeah. for freaking an hour and a half. Yeah. So that's how that's how I stay motivated as I use those things to do it. Um, and we're seeing mild levels of success now. So for, for our business as we're growing, oh, excuse me, for our business as we're growing, it's kind of interesting because we'll have bouts of success, but then we'll take that, a lot of times that success is monetary, Right. So then we'll take that success and reinvest it right back into the company. And we put ourselves right in the middle of a, t- a tough match again for the next few months while we're trying to grow to a different level. And so it's a constant battle and it's a constant battle. And so I've got a, I've got like a short-term purpose and then a long-term purpose. And we're closing in on our short-term purpose. Um, and I can't even start on my long-term purpose until I get my short-term purpose done. So like, those are the two things that drive me. Um, and I don't, once, once we start in on the long-term one, I don't know what, I don't know what I'll do after that, but I'll have to find one because if I don't, I won't be happy. <laughs> have to reevaluate. Right. Right. I forgot to hit my stopwatch, by the way. I know. I know. We're running blind on this one. That's okay. What else uh, you got? What so else you got? That's some good advice. Topic two. I'll try to think about that. Uh, roughing the passer is what we're going to call this one. Austin's liking my dramatic dun dun dun. I'm going to talk about Tom Brady. So that was the one on Sunday. Uh huh. Right? Uh huh. Literally, the guy grabs a hold of him, spins around, and slings him to the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't land on him, doesn't pile drive him, doesn't hit him running full speed. Like, he goes down the easiest way you can take someone down. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got slammed a little bit. It's football. This yeah. is the same thing I talked about. La- was it last yeah. week or three weeks ago? Yeah, about standing us over ra- a guy and celebrating. Yeah, yeah, about us raising pussies. Yeah. Oh, he just got hit the ground too hard. We're, we're trying to protect. What do you d- yeah. People are turning the TV off because yeah. they're so pissed. They're like, this is football. Yeah. What happened in 1995 when a guy could literally spear a guy with his helmet in the back and the guy would go down and everyone would cheer and be like, you know, chant, Shoot. get up, get, you know what I mean? Let's go back to the gladiator days where we watched guys literally fight to the death, right? Now, I'm not saying I'm not a proponent for that, but I'm saying that's human nature. First off, I've been telling my brother Joe 
for 20 years that we should bring it back and we should like don't make people do it but if prisoners want to do it <laughs> I'm going to give you my go whole lots. thing I'm going to give you my whole thing right here so fight you for let, your freedom you can let them fight for their freedom or if they're lifers or something they have no possibility of parole then instead of being in a cell they win they get like a suite like with real food, yeah, a real house, but they're still in jail and can train. And then you sell it on pay-per-view, and then you use all that money to help the homeless, to pay off the national debt, to I mean, to improve the roadways. It'd be like gambling, and you could gamble on it and take a percentage of that. You'd have no national debt. What about like just fighting and a moose as a as a sideshow, where we no. launch an illegal immigrants <laughs> over the border wall and a trebuchet again? So that's an idea, but I think my gladiator idea, the pay per view gladiator idea, is better. Hey, you know where and I am. First off, if they sell churros at the pay per view gladiator, mm, gladiator thing, I'm in. <laughs> if they're good churros, the fake churros suck. That uh, the ones you get a quit trip. If if they do this and they've. Well, I'm the first person to say this probably on a podcast. I want my cut. Yeah. Like, I just there see, you go. give me my cut. I don't see it happening anytime I think soon. it'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah, you got Tom Brady. In a, so, the weird thing about the Tom Brady one is there were probably, I don't know, three or four, maybe even five hits in that game. That were worse than that. That were way worse than that, that I would have thrown the flag on for those. Like, that probably... I mean, you could have a good argument that should have been maybe pass interference or uh, roughing the passer. The only thing I think that should be roughing the passer, and they changed this a few years ago, mm-hmm. if you hit them below the waist like you're diving at their knees, mm-hmm. I get that one because yeah. literally they're standing there and they can't... They can't protect themselves. They're trying to look downfield. Yeah. I get that one. But this whole driving them into the ground thing, right. this whole throwing them down too hard, it's horse shit. Right. It, oh, man. It just... It's awful. Right. It's awful. And then... Freaking Derek Carr yesterday, crybaby Carr. Well, so so yeah, yesterday Derek Carr gets slammed down, and um, he didn't get slammed down. So Chris Jones is tackling him from behind, strips the ball, gets the ball in his right hand, falls down, and is landing on him, braces himself with his only hand available. Right, right. And so they throw a penalty on that. You lose the strip sack fumble. Yep. And you give them 15 yards yeah. on and, a play that's not that's just a regular football play. And yeah, and extended their drive. Yeah, and, and they yeah. got three points out of it. Yeah, so so it was at least if we got a field goal and they didn't, it was at least a six point swing. Apparently, Chris Jones and Carr are good friends, and there's been chatter back and forth between the two of them of like so like like they they were smiles on the field. Yeah. Um. And there's been chatter back and forth between the two of them since, and Carr's like, yeah, I have no clue why they called that. Yeah. You know, now, Carr's not going to be like, no. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. I, obviously, you got to play the game for what the game is, right? But there's no hard feelings from Carr's side of things that that should have been anything of roughing the passer. Um, and so the the parallel to business for this is there are many, many times in business where calls don't go your way and you still have to find a way to win. And I've never been okay with the excuse of guys saying, well, the refs cost us the game and all this stuff. Like you should be playing at a level in both sports and business where a couple of bad calls from a ref don't determine the outcome of the game. You should have been ahead by further to where if a touchdown is scored, 
based off of a bad call that did not affect the outcome of the game. Like, that's just where my head's at. You should be playing above the level of allowing refs to influence it. I, I would, I will agree with that. But, I mean... Last night was a, a little certain, different. To yeah. a certain, so, in, during the Colts game, let's just talk about it. So, Chris Jones, we stopped him on a fourth down. Yeah. And he says something to... He says to, something to the so guy, he right? He doesn't stand over him. Right. Listen, he doesn't stand over him. All he does is say something. Say words. The fans can't hear the words. Mm-hmm. You can't tell what it is on TV. Mm-hmm. And the ref throws a flag. Right. W- whether it's a rule or not, a penalty over can, words can win or lose you a game. Yeah. That penalty lost them a game. Yep. And they can say all they want. Well, we want sportsmanship. We want that. We want blah blah blah. If the fans can't see it, then it's not unsportsmanlike. Right. You right. know what I mean? Right. It's between two guys. Yeah. Look, my bro- my uh, brother-in-law played uh, Division two football. He was a center. That's mm-hmm. it. He said, he tells me, dude, you should hear the things that people say. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, it is the most racist, yeah. vulgar. Look, in the NFL, it's the same way. Absolutely. They just say it a little quieter so the mics don't pick it up. And they've got be the change on the back of their helmet so they look good on TV while they're that's, calling everybody every other name point. under the sun, right? Yeah, that's my But yeah. I don't listen. This whole this goes back to what we talked about just the other day. We've already said it on this show. If you can't let that testosterone flow and yep. you can't let people be physical, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. All, all we're doing is creating mediocre society yeah. so that lords can lord over us yeah. and yeah. just be like, oh, these are all my little soft well, little kids out here that they're just eating McDonald's and, yeah. you know, they're just, they're making their 40000 a year and they're just all happy. No, that, no, stop. I mean, ultimately, stop. ultimately your NFL players are contracted entertainers under the disguise of athletes. They is, are athletes first, the, but well, then they get paid to be entertainers it, as athletes. Yeah, and so. But what I want to see is guys' skulls get smashed. Yeah. I want to see guys run into each other and get have big hits. Yeah. Do I want guys to get hurt? No, I don't. Well, but that's it, what happens in the NFL. Guys this, get so hurt. This is a classic example of when you try to make rules around the ex, uh, the exception, right? So yeah, ex- yeah, you're, exactly. You're seeing all this because to a got thrown to the ground and smacked his head on the ground and and all this, right? But let's, I mean, you go, you go back and analyze that. This isn't because of that. Like, let's be honest. You're really seeing all of this because there was a shit-ass doctor that cleared him to play that he shouldn't have been cleared to play. Now, we say that he could have been technically cleared. Maybe. Those, that, that head trauma stuff, they don't have their thumb on it. No oh, God, one really no, does. No, no. But but what I'm saying is okay. So that's an exception, right? Like how been, many QBs in the last year have been concussed in two games in a row? Yeah, not you know many. what I mean. Oh, maybe a lot. We don't know. Well, I mean, concussed to the level of like no, it's yeah, physically it. like visibly obvious, yeah, right? It. So um, when you see that. Now, all of a sudden, the, the quarterbacks are having to act like, oh, we got to make rules around this. No, that's like the risk that you take. Yeah. Right? And, and the <clears throat> rules are fine. That's the risk you take. Like, I I would not be surprised. Like, if I was a mattress or a pillow company, I would be sponsoring the next week's games beyond all belief. Like, 
this game is sponsored by Serta, the official pillow of the quarterback of the NFL. And then have like Tom Brady laying on yeah, it. Yeah, you need yeah. Like if you're <laughs> like gonna sack them, use it. this pillow first. Like yeah. they're they're trying to act like they can govern how hard you can tackle somebody and, and they just can't. Yeah. So, well and they made that rule so that the the where you can't land with your weight on them was re- I mean, I think that's been in for four or five years, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they really hadn't been calling it unless it was like the guy goes to tackle him and before he hits the ground, he, he pulls his, his hands arms up. up. Right. Okay. If you put your arms down, no call. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But this whole Tom getting slewn onto the ground, I mean, come on. Right. Well, and, and from the footage I saw, Tom didn't. It was awful. He didn't petition for that penalty. No. He, didn't, he didn't ask for it and then they threw the flag, well, right? Well, he does that before the games. Yeah, he goes well, up to and, the refs and he's like, "Hey, I'm Tom Brady." Right. This guy I saw on film that likes to do this. Yeah. They all do it. Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. part of their job, right? right? And I have no doubt that on those other ones earlier in the game that probably should have been. He was saying something. He then. was probably saying yeah. something then. And so then, it may have been a gimme. Yeah. And and you saw that last night in last night's game uh, against the Raiders. There were now. This will be interesting. You were watching the game on TV. I was watching the game from the stands. We get totally different footage in the stands than you get on TV. Yeah, I saw it eight ways. <laughs> yeah, and and so we weren't getting a whole lot of replays on the pass interference stuff, but the ones that they show in the stands are just literally to rile up the crowd. Well, the pass interference ones, those were penalties. Were they legit? Oh, yeah, they were. See, see yeah. what they were showing? They were mugging the shit out of Adam. So... So what they were showing us on the stands, it did not look like P.I. at all. No, it was bad. And so they were getting the crowd it was all bad. riled up. It was bad. And then icing on the cake that they're roughing the pastor call. And, man, like, I, I, my sons were with me, and I'm like, guys, you know it's bad when every single fan assistance employee is standing at the bottom of yeah, every aisle. because they're like, the riot's about to they're, happen. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, a riot's about Well, and you know that when – uh, so Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are on ESPN now. They yep. do the Monday Night Football games. Yep. When those two anti-Kansas City guys are like, dude, you can't call that. Well, I mean, then you know it's bad. Yeah. And then they go to the side announcer. And then they go to the halftime. They're like, dude, what are we even doing? Yep. I mean, what? this isn't football. And now they're trying to act like Troy Aikman's under some kind of fire for mentioning that they need to take the dresses off, as if that's some kind of a sexist comment. It's like, no, these are... These are gladiators. Don't first off, don't get me on the sexist. I thought all men could be women and all women could be men. Yeah. So how is it sexist? Yeah. I just I, the yeah. double standard hypocrisy. We're they're, gonna talk, we're not talking they're, about they're that. They're coming on this out show. of the woodwork for that, yeah, right? It's so but, so, so the, let's talk about the business part of it. Well, again. The, the parallel to business is like you're gonna get some bad calls in life. You're gonna get you're gonna get made aware that you should have been having these certain permits or these certain operating agreements that you didn't even know you were supposed to have and now you're under penalty for not having them and now you owe all this money right um, or you're gonna get made aware that you now owe all these taxes that you were told you weren't gonna owe but now you do and you can't change the fact that now you owe them but now you got to figure out your like that's a call that went the wrong way or a bad call that you didn't have any control over, but now you got to figure your way out of it. And so these roughing the passer calls, it's a great parallel to business because the teams still have to figure out a way to win through bad calls. And business is the same way. you got to figure out a way to win through bad calls. The easy way to do that is simply just look at it like that bad call or that bad judgment or that surprise information 
It's a part of your story. It's not the ending of your story. It's a chapter. It's, it's, a, it's a point in time, right? If you look at it like it's the end, then that chapter's done, the book's done, your business is done, and you close your doors. If you look at it literally like, oh, this is an interesting chapter in the life of our business, let's write a kick-ass ending to it, and you put together a plan to come in and dominate, you're better for it. And your business is better for it, and your team is better for it, and you get to go live and fight another day. So um, the, the parallel there is still continue to find a way to win, even though you're getting surprised by some of the calls that are coming your way. Yeah. So... Um, and listen, you know, as far as the IRS is concerned, the IRS just – it is stacked against you out of the gate. Yeah. Okay? Let's just say that up front. Yeah. It is a constant battle all the time. Yeah. They are fucking all our eyeballs out on a daily basis. Okay? And as as things go on, if things don't get, um, you know, worked out, it's going to get worse. And don't use that, like Mitch is saying, as an excuse when something happens. Be prepared beforehand. Yeah. You know, to the best of your ability. Are you going to catch it all? No, but you can catch a lot of it. Well, and, and you know what I mean. And, and, and can you be prepared for it all? No, but you can be prepared for a lot, right? Yeah, that's so my point. The guys that are running their bank accounts to the zeros. Don't do that all we, the time. Then when you get caught with a ten or a twenty thousand dollar surprise, now you got no money. <laughs> Mitch. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, my throat hurts. <laughs> yeah, right. Mitch. <laughs> so, you know, you're you can stack the deck in your favor in preparation for some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, other things that happen. It, it it doesn't have to be surprise IRS stuff or surprise permitting it could stuff. Be a, it could be a breakdown on a truck. It, it could be it could be somebody bashes the windows for your truck and steals all your tools. Yeah. And now, like, okay, maybe you have insurance. That's going to take some time. You got customers that you're supposed to serve today, and you got no tools to do it. And like, you got to go buy tools. You got to right figure now. that shit out. Yeah. Right. So you got to call your buddy Dave and say, "Hey, man, you got some pie branches." You're you're <laughs> you you're probably some. working on Saturday, and you're going to push all your to- all your calls back one day this week. Yeah. And and you're going to go buy tools and get reorganized today, and then you're going to hit it hard again and finish out the week. Yeah, and set them on Friday, you might be finishing on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to work a little harder. That's just the way it is. So, um, What else you got? What you got, man? Topic three. What is it? PayPal. Mm. So, you talking about them telling everyone that they're going to uh, yeah, Thursday speech? Thursday or Friday of last week. <laughs> They came out with some language in their new user agreement that said that they could pull $2,500 from your account if they found you were distributing or helping partake in the distribution of misinformation. If they deemed it yeah. as misinformation. Right. Not something that was proven to be misinformation. Well, and, If and they just judged as, that it was misinformation. As the classic thing of misinformation goes, some of it truly is misinformation, but some of last year's misinformation is this year's fact. Right. right. So, like, last year, if you, or let's say two years ago, no, last year, last year, if you said uh, the vaccine would not reduce your risk of getting COVID or spreading COVID. That was deemed misinformation. Today, you can say that, and yeah. it's, it's fact. Yeah. Right? So, um, you know, last year, if this policy was in force, you may have had $2,500 disappear out of your account via PayPal. So 
Um, ironically, just today, uh, as we were prepping for this show, um, we found a, a site that said web, uh, PayPal has come out, Reuters.com has, has released an article saying that PayPal has come out and said that that language unintentionally made it into their user agreement, and it's an error. <coughs> Bullshit. <coughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. you're releasing that five days after it came out. Basically, yeah. it came out, you got flamed up for two or three or four days, and you're like, how do we fix this? Oh, we'll just pull it out and say it was an accident. Like, yeah. Yeah, and you can't I, tell me you release a user agreement without having it double, quiple, triple, and quadruple checked. Yeah, so, exactly. And everyone's like, "Oh, well, their stock went from eighty-four to eighty, and now it's back up to eighty-four. That's not where they lost their money. No, they lost their money on everyone yanked their money out. Yeah, and then they could not make interest on that money, that giant pile of money. Yep. I mean, will it ever be said about how much money they lost? I mean, I'm sure there'll be some speculation, you know, or, hey, we calculated it at this, and it'll be, you know, in the tens or hundreds of millions. I don't know what it's going to be, but right. this is it, – and it gets to the point of you cannot – I heard this the other day. Some major companies – I don't remember which ones they were. They were hiring literally an outside – they were hiring outside consultants – Paying them one point three million dollars to te- to teach them how to not allow um, politics to basically hamper their profits, and literally the answer was don't be involved in politics. Yeah, like literally you had to pay someone one point three million dollars. Yeah. For three hundred thousand, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Yeah. Don't be involved in politics. I don't you, understand what the fuck is the matter with people. Yeah. You do what's right and you make the decisions that are in the best interest of your business and its customers. That's that's literally it. Yeah. Or right? or how about the shareholders that are could be losing serious amounts of money because you you think you need to push your agenda right. on people. How about run a good company? Right. How right. about just be stand up and be in the middle and say we're not going to dictate any of our. Um, policy based on our personal beliefs. Right. How about you do that? Yeah. And make some money and not, you know, be left behind. Yeah. I mean, it's it seems so common sense to me that it just... I think, I think some businesses get that big where they try to start redefining their purpose and they try to say, well, we've already made it as a business. Let's see if we can change culture. Let's see if we can help influence this or like... If you're ever that big, what you should be doing is thinking, how many of these people can I fire and lay off and save money? Because obviously they don't have enough work to do up yeah, here. Yeah. Okay. This guy's making 200K a year to sit around and think, man, we got to have eight different transgender bathrooms on every floor. Of every. <laughs> I mean, what, what do you do? Fire that guy. Yeah. Take that money and donate it to charity if it's not that important to you. Right. That's, there's, you know what I mean? It's insane. That... What it does indicate, though, is a massive warning shot across the bow for everybody that that is how little big tech uh, cares about people. Um, They literally want to kind of create a monopoly to where they have control over you. And then once they feel like they have enough control over you, they're going to try to enforce that control. And so PayPal is the undisputed leader in electronic fund transfers yeah right oh yeah um, they're number i mean one. you've got venmo you've got cash app you got some other things too 
But but PayPal made it easy for so when I started out, I think I said this wrong in some of the first episodes. I think I said I used Square. I was using PayPal. PayPal was before Square. Right. So you could get a PayPal business account for free. Right. And they charged you 3% on credit cards, just like everyone else. And they sent the first little uh, deal that plugged into your headphone jack. It was a little blue triangle that said PayPal on it. I mean, that's what I used. Right. You know, and that's where they, when they came out with that and they were, they allowed a regular person to not have to have a credit card machine and yeah. a data line and all this stuff. I mean, that thing just, I mean, they made it so easy. They just made tons of money. Yeah, it used to be very difficult for a small individual person to run a credit card. And now it's the easiest thing in the world to do, right? With all your digital wallets and digital banking, it's the easiest thing in the world to do. So um, it's it's a, it's a big warning shot across the bow <laughs> as to the power of big tech. Um, ironically, I Google the word PayPal right now. If you go to Google and just type in PayPal, nothing comes up about any of those stories. Yeah. It'll be buried pretty hard. Oh my gosh. Are they buried? It'll be the Wikipedia definition of what PayPal is. It'll be when they were founded. It'll be a link to PayPal's website. It'll be how you can use PayPal to pay for your goods on Amazon. Nothing about the big faux pas, right? So, yeah. um, and isn't let me ask you a question: Isn't that a monopoly? When all of those, so if Google and PayPal and Facebook and all these, if they all join forces and decide we are going to try to sway politics in this country, isn't that a monopoly? Well, I think it all comes down through their user agreements that that it prevents them from all that. So. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It isn't by the government statute, you know, they are allowed to break up monopolies. Isn't that a form of a monopoly? Not I mean, really. I know it's not one spot in one business in one holding area. The, I mean, yes, it is, but but, but the, no, it's not. The counter argument to that is you've got Cash App and you've got Venmo, and so there's adequate competition to PayPal, so it's not a monopoly. I'm talking about the group of all of them together. So say you take PayPal out of it. I'm not going to use them anymore, but they're all still cooperating to I mean, try that's to push their right agenda. Now. It's been going on for 200 years, yeah. But it's so obvious now yeah. that I mean, when does someone step in and say, "Okay, look, we got to do something"? That's what I don't. And, and, what I don't understand is if it's for my side, it's okay. You know what I mean? So like everyone on the left is like, "Oh, that's for my side. It's fine." Yeah. Think yeah, we about, do need to stop the spread of misinformation. Yeah. Well, you know what? When it's on our side, on the right side, you're going to be really pissed. Yeah. When stuff works out. It's just like the filibuster. When they want they got rid of part of the filibuster, right? And they want to get rid of it now. If they got rid of it a month ago and this red wave happens, guess what? Yeah. Shoes on the other foot. Yeah. You're going to wish you, you had a filibuster at that moment. Yeah, you're going to be like, "Oh, Oh, yeah. man, they're going to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, can they not think that far ahead? Oh, or, they absolutely can. Is society so just you gotta, so you gotta stupid? Keep in mind, you got to keep in mind, there's a whole lot more going on behind the scenes that we're not even aware of. They're literally just constantly teasing stories out to us to keep us distracted and arguing along the way. Because lifetime Republicans and lifetime Democrats have a whole lot more in common with each other than they do you and me. 
Oh, yeah. And, and you and me and our opposing political party friends at our level, we have a whole lot more in common with each other than Republican or Democrat politicians. It's literally an us versus them. They've just made this illusion that there's two sides to it. Yeah. And if they can keep us arguing and fighting amongst ourselves, we can't really see what's going on. That's the big that's the big picture with all of that. So, um, you know, I I don't operate PayPal through our business. I have a personal PayPal account, but I also as we've talked about in recent episodes, I don't do a lot of sharing of misinformation or anything like I used to. I used to share all the kind of crazy stories and I used to post all the kind of stuff on on social media about that, but I don't anymore. And so the PayPal thing came down and I'm like, well, it doesn't really matter to me because I don't, you know, there, there's nothing of that I put out there that they could deem as misinformation because I try to stay away from all that stuff now anyway. But, um, yeah, a whole lot of people pulled a whole lot of money out of there immediately. Well, this so, gets to our other topic. Yeah. Yeah. So fourth and final topic is the world's seeming to work into World War Three. And nobody seems to give a damn. We already talked about that. I'm talking about people that, just like you said, what did you just say to me? Did you already forget? I don't have well, anything. I said a lot. I'm trying. I don't have anything in PayPal. So how does that affect me? Right. You know right. what I mean? I'm not going to get worked up over it. Yeah. Well, you don't have to be worked up over something. You don't have to be spreading misinformation, but you need to be informed. Yeah. So. What pisses me off is people don't, just like you said there, it's not that PayPal is saying that or doing that and it's not affecting you. It's that if that did go into effect, they are now basically disrupting free speech, a constitutional amendment. And and the scary part is they can do it legally through their user agreement. Yeah. They can do it legally. That's what I'm saying. And that's what's yeah. scary. And that is the... In- that is my point behind people that don't pay attention to anything and they just go about their day and they don't aren't informed of what's going there's a big difference between being informed and being a crazy person on Facebook and posting misinformation or I hate these people because of this you still need to be informed because if you're not informed what happens is it gets pushed so far and no one's paying attention and so far and no one's paying attention and so far by the time you realize that you're getting screwed, it's too late. Right. So people need to stay informed, whether they're, you know, crazy gung ho over the top or whether they're going to city council meetings or whether they're going to this, you still need to be informed and know the facts. Right. So that when something bad does come down the pike, you're like, Oh, we can't be having that. Right. That's how we've got so off kilter in America now is because for so long, no one said anything, right? They right. just, they just let them run rip shot on everything and took all this. So, so let's be honest to be a big time politician. You usually have to start out as a small time politician. Mm-hmm. Well, that job sucks and no one wants it. And so whoever's on the ballot, they just vote for them. Right. Well, then they work their weasel little ass up to the top. And now they're, I mean, they have so much power Yet they're so stupid because no one was paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. That some idiot that can't hold a job making fifty thousand dollars a year is now in charge of hundreds of millions of dollars worth of fund money. Yeah. That they are blowing on crap that's not important. And 
it, the the weird thing about politicians, for one, they're always fundraising, right? They've always got to be putting their pulling their money together for the next campaign. It's not like they have campaign season where they crank that up or dial it down. Well, that's why they need term limits. I know, I know. Um, but it's they're they're it's a constant like you get torn on between like the term limit that like you you get a little torn between the term limit thing and do you really want a new guy in there who doesn't really know what the system's about right so like you get like let's say Donald Trump Donald Trump goes in office Donald Trump knows the system really really well because of all the businesses that he's been in and all the different states and everything else like he knows the system, but he's kind of an anomaly, right? You take some guy, let's say out of Kansas, that started and grew a successful multi-million dollar company, and it's obvious that he's pretty good about um, coming up with really good ideas and implementing them and getting people to rally around him and all this stuff, right? Well, then he goes and runs for office, but he doesn't really know how national politics works. He doesn't really know how, you know, national, like global economics work. He doesn't really know how global relationships work and, and all of that stuff. Sometimes I can, I can see an argument where career politicians are okay. Eh, wrong answer. Well, it, so how do you do it? it? I'm okay with being wrong here. It's it's just like, I don't know if the answer is like putting term limits and putting all fresh new people in there. Because no. to me, the the thing is like, that's a, that's a scary time in America if we have all new leaders in place. That's not how you do it. You do it, so let's just say it's the House. My idea would be, so you have, you have a six-year term limit, okay? So that breaks it into four groups. So one group is out every two years. Does that make sense? So you have six, so you're in for six years, and then you break that into, like, so you're in for six years, and the country's broken into six different quadrants, or whatever. You could do two from every state, four from, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so every two years, that would be a, what a third of the people, not a so third. So at any point in time, people, every two years, a sixth of the people are out, and a and a sixth come are elected, and then two years later, a different sixth is out, and then two you mean years a third. Later, that, you mean a third? Well, yes. Sorry. Yeah. So or, I'm sorry. Twenty five percent. So it was a sixth every two years. Yeah. So what you're saying is there's constantly a cycle of new people and constantly a cycle of old older people coming out. That's right. Yeah. So that it so that it would be it would actually be twenty five percent. So every two years, twenty five percent is new. Yeah, that's and it allows and you could do that staggered, and then the Senate you could do the Senate the same way. See, I just don't know how. Like, that's such a big problem. I don't know how to solve it, and so I do. It's very simple. Everyone wants to overcomplicate everything. Yeah, it I, doesn't have to be that complicated. My. They'd never vote for it because these lifelongers that have oh, made gosh, no. $50 million. You know what a house yeah. representative makes? They make $174,000 a year. Yeah. And, and how many days are, How many days are they in the office? And they're idiots. How many days are, in the, are they in the office? I have no idea. I'm it's, sure it's, it's a... a it's I'm a sure shockingly it's a, low number. Now, listen. I'm not... For one hundred seventy-four grand, 
I will work 80 hours a week. It's not a problem. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm sure a lot of those people, that's what they're doing. They are literally on the phone or on their laptop or at home working or in Washington, D.C. working. Right. Okay? But that's what you signed up for, and you're making 174 Are you fucking kidding me? You should yeah. be making 50 Yeah. Half of them are dipshits. They couldn't run a freaking Starbucks. Well, they're making 174 on the front. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you never see you never see a millionaire go into politics and then come out a thousandaire. Yeah, well, I had to use my millions to live my lifestyle because I was only making one seventy four. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think you only sure saw you that with Trump. That was about like he's the only millionaire that ever went into politics. So. Oh, and then he go that's into, not true. He go to the White House and he actually kind of he kind of bashed a little bit because like he's actually stepping down. Living well, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> they was were like, like <laughs> "What do you what do you think about the White House? It's a nice house." It's a good house. It's not as nice as my shit. <laughs> it's like, it's like gold-plated walls. Yeah. yeah. He was like, well, it ain't Mar-a-Lago, but I mean, right. it's okay. I guess I can stay here for a while while I'm working. Yeah. I, the state of mind that I'm in, you know, currently, I, I would, like, I've just turned a blind eye to a lot of that stuff because those are problems I can't solve and I don't feel I can have an influence on at this stage in my life. And so it's like, I'm going to divert that attention to things that I can influence and you don't have to influence them, but you have to be aware of what's going yes, on. Yes, You do have to be aware. If yeah. you're not aware and you're just like, Oh, I'm not doing, oh, who cares? I can, nothing I can do. My vote doesn't count. Blah, blah, blah. No, First no, no, off, no. you're lazy and you shouldn't get to, to vote at all. Yeah. Totally think your vote counts, but I don't think there's much I can like, if you and I got all fired up about term limits, I don't know how to solve that problem to make it actually happen. And there's been people that are a lot more powerful and a lot smarter than you and I that have pushed for term limits that were unsuccessful at it. Well, I'm not saying that we could make it happen. I'm saying that's just the solution. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know I can't do anything about it, but, right. you know. I, I just tend to look at like, okay, give me the rules that I'm set to play within, and I'm going to try to figure out a way to win within those rules. Yeah, but the rules change every... Be, if you're not informed and people don't start making changes, then the rules keep changing. Yeah, they do. Well, instead of kicking a 50-yarder, now I'm kicking a 75, yet I have the same tools at my disposal. Right. Well, it makes it a lot harder to get ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking re- of that. What? Did they announce that there was a really long kickoff made last night? Right kicked a 59-yarder. 59? Okay. You we, know he's we our... Were, we were, they, they didn't announce it in the stadium, and we were trying to figure out like how oh, long... Really? Yeah. 59. 59. Okay. At so we were, we were doing the math and we thought it was going to be just over 60. It was 59 yarder. Okay. So we have, so I, I came hurt. up with 63 and I'm like, that's like near record lengths. I think what record is 65. I don't remember. But, but first off, it's more impressive because he's a backup kicker. Yeah. Not only is he a backup, he's our second or act technically our third backup. Third backup. So we had Reed, our safety kicking him when yep. Bucker got hurt. And then Amendola, and then he blew a game. We cut him. He went to Arizona, blew another blew a game. game. <laughs> and then we had Wright, and the kid kicks a 59-yarder at the end of the half. Mm-hmm. Imagine the that pass. eventually wins the game. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't understand this, Butker. He twisted his ankle game one. Dude, I, so I, I get I it. I watched it. I've seen it 15 times. He kicked a field goal in that game after being hurt. Yep. Get your fucking ass out there and nope. kick field goals. So I, I get this. I totally get it. I... You are have, soft. He's a professional athlete. I've sprained my ankle severely Oh, this twice. show is taking a turn. No, 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 no. No, I get this. I've sprained my ankle severely twice. 
And the way that the pain and the swelling develops, it's wild. Like it's you'll been ro- six weeks. I know, I know. You'll roll your ankle, and within 20 minutes later, you're like, I'm fine. I got lucky. That was close. Like, that was almost bad, right? So you're still out there playing. And then an hour later, you're like, uh-oh, maybe I'm not okay. And then for weeks after that, it's like, holy cow. Like, it's, it's just insane. I've been... Now, I'm not an NFL kicker and all that. I, I mean, I he's get all that a, shit. He's probably the second best kicker in the league. Get yeah. your ass out there and kick for goals. Is it yeah. kind of the same concept of like a sports car? How you have this car designed to go like 180, but like if one little tiny thing goes wrong with it, probably it just a good, That's probably it. a pretty decent analogy. I mean, it's it's close. From what everything I've heard with analogies, or not with analogies, with, with ankles, <laughs> everything I've heard with ankles, it's actually faster and better if you break them than if you sprain them. There's just so much like bruising and contusion that goes on in a sprained ankle that it just takes for freaking ever I'm to not, heal. I just picture myself I'm just not sp- fucking buying it. I just, yeah. I just picture myself spraining my ankle and Mitch goes, gotta break it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, this is faster. What movie is it when she breaks that guy's legs? I don't know. With Kathy Bates? I'm just thinking major pain. You know, oh, let me show you a little trick. trick. Take your mind <laughs> off that pain. <laughs> snaps his finger. His finger. Yeah. So. Misery. That's the name of that movie. Yeah. That's, Misery. I mean. That's that's Austin. Major pain. Mitch is breaking his leg with a sledgehammer. Hey, I, yeah. show you see, I can just see him be like, man, you got to break it now. You know that, right? Like, well, oh, no, no, no. So we can end the show on this note that uh, perception is reality, right? So. You were watching the game at home last night. I was watching the game in the stands. Um, in the stands, we have home field bias showing us replays on the Jumbotrons in the stadium. And I was telling my boys this before the game. Typically, if they aren't showing a bunch of replays, that means it was probably like if it's a call against the Chiefs yeah. and they're not showing a bunch of replays, it's probably, it's probably a, a pretty call. legit call. Yeah. The moment you start seeing replays, it's probably yeah. a bad call, right? Um, and then opposite for when the penalties are on the other team or you know whatever the case may be. Um, and in the pass interference calls, the first one they showed nothing. However, from the stands, it looked like nothing. It was bad. And and the reason they showed nothing was because they almost had no time. They called it. They yeah. ran the next play. Like it was so fast. It was a bad call. They just or didn't. not a bad call. It was ba- it was pass interference. Bad PI. It was okay. blatant. Like so, so Adams goes up to catch the ball, right? Like he's so it's he's underthrows him because Derek Carr has an arm like you. So <laughs> he throws it out there, and so Adams has to turn and come back to the ball. Well, right. he, he didn't even turn his head around. He just ran like right through him. Yeah, it was just and, and it, the one in the end zone, same thing. Yeah, didn't so, even turn around. Just underthrown ball Adams comes back to get the ball and the guy just keeps running I mean it's well, so that, that seems to be the trick in the NFL if you got a guy on a long bomb your defender knows that as long as he doesn't turn around and look at the ball he can pretty much do whatever because he's not really in, like and he doesn't grab the guy no he has to turn and look no if you turn the, and look and shove the guy to the ground they don't call it but if you don't turn and look at the ball they call it every time interesting if, if you're looking at the ball you're not you're not worried about him. You're trying to make a play on the ball. Right, right. So you can do whatever you want. You could go up to get the ball as you turn around, kick the guy in the nuts, no pass interference. <laughs> as a, not, as a defender. Yeah. If you're not looking for the ball, you're boofed. You're getting called every time. Every time. Interesting. It just seems like they're baiting that a lot. They're, 
Well, the, because they, they know. So with back shoulder and a short thrown ball, they know that these guys are not turning around and looking for yeah. the ball. If they turn around and look, no call. Right. If they don't look, P.I., baby. Yep. So, so the the view from the stands was a whole lot different than the view from TV. Like we had very slighted information, and and there was some shit going down too. Like as the Raiders were going into the tunnel for halftime, I mean, people were throwing batteries. People were throwing bottles of beer at the Raiders players, and the Raiders players were throwing them back at the people in the stands. I love it, and and that's all caught on camera. I and love it. I love both of it. Like like oh, I love it. Like don't find the players for throwing them back. I'm I'm you willing I mean? to bet I'm willing to bet the NFL is going to find the players for throwing it they back. They shouldn't. They well, shouldn't. I can totally see the argument where they should because like how do you know who threw it and who's to say you don't pummel a ten year old kid sitting on the front row who had nothing to do with it? I'm because still, I'm still fine with it. <laughs> I'm still fine. I'm 100 fine with it. Yeah. First off, uh, don't sit next to the tunnel if yeah. you think that shit's going to happen. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And two. Well, they, that's what – it's the no fun league for a reason. Yeah. Like they've taken – like all that – people – when people go to the games, they want to be involved to to the max. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I go to a game and throw a beer bottle at a player and he grab they're plastic, and he grabs it and he throws it back, I'm like, yeah! You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, I was – you know, I got I was a reaction. Involved. I yeah. got – you yeah. know, I got something out of it. No, we can't do that. So can't, You can't react. Did That's you see Devontae Adams? Yeah, that you can't do that. That's bad. You can't. He's gonna get paid. That dude's getting paid. That dude. He's yeah, just he, a camera guy. He's he he paid. did the smart thing of like, maybe I think I'm injured. Probably yeah. ought to go to the hospital. First off, yeah, I lay on the ground and scream, "Don't touch me!" Call my attorney. Yep. That's what you do. Yeah, put your hand on your neck. I think it's broke. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm gonna let a doctor take a look yeah. at this. When, right? he, when you go, when you fall down, you land on the camera. It's broke. Your yep. wrist is broke. Now, your neck hurts. So here's the thing. Willie Gay. I'd be getting paid. He gets four-game suspension for breaking a vacuum valued at less than $1,000. What do you think Devontae Adams gets for shoving a dude down holding a camera worth, I don't know, Tens videographer, $10,000 camera? Well, I mean, even more than that because you have those, like – you have those like easy rigs, like with the arms that wrap around their waist. First no, no, off. this this was a smaller camera, like yeah. well, probably what you use. So let's say a five thousand dollar camera. First off, I think the Raiders are one and four, and it doesn't matter, and he gets six games. If he was, so you see, so you're going, you're going, shoving a reporter in the tunnel is worth more games than breaking a thousand, a less than thousand dollar vacuum in the privacy of your girlfriend's home. Well, first off, that's the right answer. But I think, say, uh, throw the Willie Gay thing out. If that didn't happen, I would still say six games. You think it's a six-game suspension? I think that's what he gets. Have you seen the compilation video I, where it's just photographers getting wiped out by NFL yes, players? Yes, I love so, it every time. I love so when the old of, guys get their legs when they just flap back. Yeah, yeah some yeah. of that's like, okay, you're standing on the sidelines and the play comes at you and you're looking at it through a lens that's and why you don't even getting, see it. That's right? why he's getting Sometimes six like games. Because, he, I mean, it was blatantly Oh, God, honest. it was so intentional. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean, it's on fucking ESPN. Yeah. Like, like there's no hiding games. from it. He's getting six games. If You think it's six? I think it's six. You want to make a bet on the show? I think it's six or more. I'll go. Let's not go money. I'll make a bet with you. Okay, what's the bet? What I don't know. We got to go interesting here. I'm going six. What's your, what do you think? Is is uh, I, I is say five over, a push? I'll say it's less than six. You got to go. Well, so, so we six go, is a push. No, because I think six is good. What's going to happen? I'll say so. so I'll it has take, to be five or five I'll take and five and a half. half. I'll take under five and a half. You're going over five and a half. 
So there's no push. No push. So it's no push. Under is so if it's five or under, you win. If it's six or over, I win. Yeah. Okay. What's the wager? I don't know. What do you want it to be? Can't be money. Any amount of money that makes you uncomfortable. No, 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 no. Can't be money. <laughs> He's like, I'm just trying to retire. What's the? What Austin? Help us. What's Ooh, a wager? Public humiliation bet. Yeah, where mm. Mitch has to go every phone call, every service call with no shirt on. We got a tie. No, this is not. No. This is not impractical jokers. <laughs> I think Mitch one time had to ride a 50cc mini through Blue Springs in his underwear when he lost a bet. Was or, that you? Yeah. Or he can't use, <laughs> or he, yeah, it was me. Yeah. Or he can't use his phone for an entire week. Uh, oh, no. See, that affects it. the business. No, I couldn't he, do that. Well, he has to get like a phone that's like a dinky, like a, you know, like a really awkward to use phone or a dinky phone. Give me a, an old Nokia. I'm thinking. I don't know. <laughs> what would be good? Well, let's do this. I don't know. It's not about the money. I don't know. It is a bottle, I just gave your $20. A bottle of your preferential alcohol and Versus a bottle what? of my preferential alcohol. Are you sure? Because Blanton's is really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're going to do. By the way, I totally get Here it is. Here it is. Steak, dinner, Ruth, Chris. You and Janine, me and Danielle, steak dinner at Ruth Chris, loser buys. Third Street Social and Lee Summit. Deal. Let's play. Uh, Let's go local. Yeah, local. Yep. All right. Third Street Social. Yep. It's close. Loser buys. It's close. All right. You're hearing it right now on air. We'll Five see and a half happens. games is the split. I'm taking the under. You're taking the over. Devontae Adams game suspension for pushing the photographer in the tunnel. I love it. I totally, right. I totally get that where you're like looking in the lens and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like close in the action. You go, wait. Oh, that's happening right in front of me. Oh, shit. I just <laughs> got punched coming. in the face. <laughs> no, he wasn't even looking in the lens. Like he's standing oh, in the tunnel trying to walk out of the way. Yeah. Just like, all the players are coming off the field, and the photographer's like, oh, I should probably get out of the way. And Devontae Adams just walks up to him for no fucking reason, and not just kind of shoves him. I mean, he fucking checks the guy and, and levitates him. Yeah. Not... Oh, I was thinking it was, like it was during a play. No, no, no this is... the end of the game. This is in the tunnel at the end of the game. Devontae Adams is venting his frustration because they just lost by one point. And was he involved in the two receivers... Running into each other the last game? Yes. Okay. So so, he, so Devontae Adams caught the two huge touchdown passes, was in both of the pass interference penalties, and in the play at the end of the game. Wow. So he had a lot of emotion. He's a great he's a great receiver. Yeah, he's on my son's he's playing fantasy great. football team. My son, his he here, you, you'll get a kick out of this. My son and I are doing fantasy football this year. We're on the same league. Um, I know we're trying to wrap the show up, but... Uh, it's our first year ever trying to do fantasy football. My son was saying, what should I name my team? And I took a note from Dave from about 20 years ago. Uh-oh. And I said, you should name your team your little sister. <laughs> That's and, not from me. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's from you and Josh Banks. You guys had a paintball team called your little sister. No, we didn't. And, and the reason why was because when you beat people, you were able to say you got beat by your little sister. It wasn't... Uh... So, <laughs> we played one tournament, and we did name our team You that. named your team your little sister, yeah. right? So We won that three, man. La- last week. <laughs> I think last we won week, like 500 bucks a piece. Last week, Grant and I played each other. I'm undefeated. Grant hasn't won a game yet. Kicked your ass? I had Tua in as my quarterback. <laughs> so, Tua goes out early in the game with the injury. He gave me two points. 
Nice. He was projected to give me 20 points. I lost to Grant by like 10 points. He handed my my own son handed me my first loss in fantasy football, <laughs> and the first thing he says is, "Ha ha, you got your ass beat by your little sister." <laughs> son of a gun, <laughs> little punk. He is a punk. Yeah. All right, I've got it written down here: five and a half split. So, All right. Mitch is the under, Daisy over. You better tell Jared he's they lost again yet. On oh, Saturday. did they? Yeah. Oh man, I'll that let him know. Is, man, I'm on a high roll right now. Yeah. All right. Well, that right. about wraps it up for this show. So, guys, uh, if this show brought you value if it helped you in your business at all please do us a favor and help share this show with somebody else who might also be wanting to start their own business uh we don't make any money for this show we literally just do this show for fun and because we feel it helps everybody out so um until next guys uh, until next week guys we will see you later <laughs> i love Peace. you guys